I just want to say thanks again to GrowthDay.com for sponsoring this podcast. GrowthDay is a number one self-improvement system. It has all the tools, motivational classes, and life coaching you need to fulfill your potential. If you love journaling, tracking your habits, setting goals, and learning from inspiring motivational speakers and wellness coaches, then you'll love Growth Day. I teach on Growth Day every month, and I love to see you on the app. Go to growthday.com for a free trial. Join 300,000 people making self-improvement a way of life. Visit growthday.com to start your new life with a free trial today. Hey, what's up? This is Trent Shelton. Some people know me as an author, as a speaker, as an athlete. Some people know me as the guy whose videos pop up in their social media feeds. But at the end of the day, I'm simply a man on a mission. I want to help you transform your life using the exact tools I use to transform mine. I won't say I have all the answers, but I will do everything I can to help you find yours. My goal isn't to reach millions. My goal is to reach you. Welcome to Straight Up. Let's get it. Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome to the Straight Up Podcast. I'm your host, Trish. Y'all, listen, I have a special guest today. Uh, This person is a person that's been with me for the last decade or so. A person that does a lot for me behind the scenes that y'all don't know about. Some of you may know. Uh, If you've been to any of my events, you've seen her, you've met her. Uh, She does everything. I don't want to give her a title. But Mrs. Brenda Cardenas, what's up? Hey, what's up? It's about time, huh? It is about time because... Like I've always told you, we have all these conversations. I'm like, man, this needs to be recorded and people are going to love you. So I'm just telling y'all right now, if you don't want that real, this might not be the podcast episode for you. If you don't want your life change, this might not be the podcast episode for you. And starting with real, I'm going to tell them what you told me. When my mother passed, everybody was giving me condolences and saying things that, you know, that I'm sure they meant, but just saying kind of the cliche things that they were saying, uh, it would get better or you know, this and that. And honestly, those things felt good in the moment, but you told me something that I really needed. You said, Trent, your life will never be the same. That's the first thing that you told me. You say, you know, a lot of people are going to tell you they're going to be there for you, but they're not going to be there for you. It's just the thing that we always say. And that right there was what I needed because that's what I, that's what really helped me heal. It's a truth that I didn't know I needed to hear, but it was a truth that, that really helped my life. A lot of people listening to this right now, they are trying to hold on to certain things, right? Trying to hold on maybe to a past relationship, to a past job, maybe somebody they lost with death and their life is never going to be the same. Talk about that for a moment. It's not. See, my grandmother's death helped me to be able to give you that truth. Because when my grandmother died, everybody told me it would be okay. Everybody said they would be there for me. And maybe they were that first week, maybe even the second week. But it was very few people that really stayed with me. And, you know, maybe one person and that person being you that was going to be on the other end of that line at two, three o'clock in the morning when, you know, I just couldn't. Yeah. And the thing about it is what I really needed and what I was honest with myself about was, man, I need some hard facts. Because right now, more of my anxiety is coming from the fact that I'm not okay and everybody's telling me I'm supposed to be. So now I think something's wrong with me. That makes a thousand percent sense. I can't grieve because I'm battling stress and anxiety because I'm sad. I lost my grandma. So when your mother died, I was like, man, I can't, you can't have none of this cliche stuff everybody else wants to give you. We've always kept it real. So the only thing I know how to do is give you that raw honesty. Your life is never going to be the same. Never. You're never going to be 100% healed. You're always going to have moments of sadness. But you can get value out of that by adding something to you that most people don't realize is that you actually can keep that person alive by the life and joy and happiness that you create. Like, what's next? You living. And you told me this. You said, Trent, you got to create a new normal. Yes. And that's what I held on to because you're right. Because not even just with death. There's so many people right now listening to this episode. And I know they like, dang, they about to hit me. Like, we about to hit you with that straight up. Because there's so many people that are trying to recreate things in the past. 
right? Everything doesn't last forever. Some things are meant to come into your life, but everything isn't meant to stay in your life. And so, so many people are stuck on a chapter of their life because they're trying to rekindle this. They're trying to get that back. Me with football, I'm trying to bring football back. But there's a fact in life that some things are impossible, right? And people don't want to hear this because we have this mindset of everything. Even I have a quote that says, the only impossibilities that exist are the ones you create. But some things aren't meant to be revived. There are seasons that will never be visited again in your life. And you got to learn how to use that situation. You got to learn how to heal through that situation. And you got to learn how to say, you know what? I got to create a new normal. That's what I do with my mother. I literally had to create a new normal and say, okay, my mother's not coming back physically on this earth. I got to face that fact. We talk about the rehab process. The first step of the rehab process, listen to episode one, by the way, guys, if you haven't, is reality. You will never win your war by running from your battles. You can't fix what you're not willing to face. So many people will never heal because they're in denial. And so I had to be like, okay, this is what it is. And as hard as it was for me to accept it, I had to accept it. So I said, now it's going to be tough. I got to learn how to create this new normal in my life. I got to learn how to, uh, even you said you're going to have hard days. You're going to have hard weeks. But you don't have to make that into a hard life. And you will figure it out. You said over time, you'll figure it out. It'll be a less, a little bit less painful, a little bit less depression. And you said eventually those tears of sadness will turn into tears of laughter, tears of happiness, because you'll be thinking about the good times. And I'm in that place. Like I'm talking about her now. A few months ago, I couldn't even bring up her name without me breaking down. Why is it that you think so many people never heal? Fear. We're afraid. We're afraid of what life looks like without that person. We're afraid of what life looks like without that job. We're afraid of what life looks like if we fail at something. Like everything is a failure. Like we're, we're, we're fearful of it, right? Because we just don't know. Well, it could be the most amazing thing in the world, you know? I mean, yeah, losing your mother, losing my grandmother, losing someone to death is hard. Like how can you get any joy out of that? But you can because you can remember that you had those moments with them that you can laugh about and that you can share with others. But you can also take pride in knowing that somewhere out there, you can have the idea in your head that they want to see you live out your best life. Mm. And so why would you want to live your life in depression or oppression or anything when you can live your best life and you're really bringing glory to them? Like fear is a dream killer, vibe killer, you know, it's going to cause depression, anxiety, and all those things. And the person that left this earth or the relationship that's not working anymore, none of those things are served by those feelings. Okay, so what? A relationship ended. Do you think that out of the billions of people on this earth, there's not another person for you? Come on, let's get real. You know, I hate it when people kill their life and kill their vibe and kill their dreams because they feel like one thing is keeping them from a happy life. Why do you feel like people stay in situations that they know aren't good for their life? I don't care if it's a job. I don't care if it's a person. I don't care because a lot of people, this is what I get in my inbox. And you know this because you're, you know, you know this because you've been a part of rehab time for the last decade. But a lot of things that we see is I see a lot of people complaining. I see a lot, and rightfully so, I see a lot of people uh, expressing their pain. And I've seen people and I, and, I, and I feel for them because I understand when you're in this place, but it's like, Okay, this has been the same story for the last eight years, for the last two years. At some point, and you already know that where I'm going to go, because I got to this point where I got fed up and said, what are you going to do about it? I remember I told a person that, I said, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about that situation? Okay, that job is over. They fired you. Okay, that person is doing you dirty, walked out of your life. Okay, your friends, you know they really ain't for you, that you give it, you they 2 a.m., but they ain't your 2 a.m. Okay, what are you going to do about it? Why do you feel like people stay in situations that is literally draining their life? I think comfort. And sometimes we really do get comfortable with things that are not healthy for us. You yeah. know, sometimes we stay because we love them, not because they love us. Right. Sometimes we stay at that job because we have to go through the process of finding a new one. And what if we're too old or don't have enough skills or whatever the case may be, our feelings are valid. Our excuses are not, mm. you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. That's deep. 
I'm just saying because you know I'm the excuse queen, and we've talked about this before. So you know, what made what made you change in your life? Man, I got you getting fed up, fed up, sick and tired. I can't do this anymore, and it had nothing to do with anybody else. I couldn't, I couldn't live with me anymore. And when I visited the notion of not being able to live with myself and not knowing who I'm looking at in the mirror and wondering how the hell did I get to this, you know, place in my life, because no one else did it to me. Yeah. I can you okay? I got heartbroken. Okay, that job ended. Okay, that friendship ended. Okay, whatever. But I did it to me. It was the things that I allowed in my life. I'm gained too much weight over all these years. Well, you know what? No one else was force feeding me. Mm. I fed my own depression. I fed my own anxiety. I fed my own fears and I let them take over my life. So when I got sick and tired of looking at somebody I didn't know anymore, that's when that, that light switch flipped for me. And it wasn't an overnight process. I'm still, you know, in process. I think we all are, but you have to get to the point where you, you want to know this person that you're looking at. Cause that's the person that you can trust. You can believe in, but you know what? Until you're ready to own all the bullshit, you won't. Why is it that you think that when we look in the mirror, we don't know that person? You know, like I think a lot of times and I want to chime in on this hmm. is because oftentimes and, and you're right about everything. Like I will say this and I told somebody this the other day and they looked at me like I was stupid. But I said, you're not fed up. You're not sick and tired of being sick and tired because when you really get fed up, you don't say next time. You don't say next year. You don't give another chance because there's this thing like. You're supposed to give all these chances, right? There's a fine line in, in culture, right? Between being an a-hole versus being someone that's kind to everybody, right? I believe in being kind, but I don't believe in being used. Exactly. Right? I believe in being kind, but I don't believe in, you know, keeping my heart in situations that's breaking my heart. So it has to become a point where you might have to be viewed as as uh, as uh, difficult, <laughs> right? <laughs> you got to be viewed as Oh, that person that uh, they stuck up, whatever like that. Because when you start to take ownership over your life, when you start to look at yourself and say, you know what, I'm going to uh, live by my standards. I'm going to live by a certain level of my life where I'm not going to accept less because we know selling for less leads to suffering. Yeah. Some people might look at you that way. The people who want to use you will look at you that way. But you have to get fed up. And I know in every area of my life, and like you said, it starts with you. Right, pun intended. It starts with you. When I look in the mirror and say, "Man, ain't nobody coming to save you." If you keep allowing this, then guess what is going to keep on happening? I don't care how much you pray for that person to change. Maybe your prayer is for needs to be for you to be renewed in your mind, so you can actually see. Because you might be stuck on stupid, and I know some people might not like that. I've been stuck on stupid. I'm sure you've been stuck on stupid. We've been, what you said earlier, we've been hit with the stupid stick. Right, we all have because our feelings will make us blind to our reality. Our feelings will make us blind to the facts. So to go back to the question, for me, it's like once I looked in the mirror and I was a stranger to myself, I was unfamiliar to myself, it's because I was tying my identity to everything outside of me. I was tying my identity to all these different things. My identity was tied to my status. My identity was tied to my relationship, my, re my relationships, my friendships, my businessships. Right. It was tied to all these things. And so however those things were doing, I was doing. And I think people need to understand that because you said, and I want you to talk about this, about how you had to look yourself in the mirror and be fed up and say, man, it starts with me. Talk about that for a moment. I do. I want to say this, too, because you we touched on this. We were talking about this earlier and you said it's OK to not recognize the person in the mirror. Right. In a positive light, meaning. Yeah you're no longer comparing yourself to before yeah. because a lot of times our unhappiness is because we're looking ourselves in the mirror and we're trying to recognize who we were in, in our twenties, who we were in our thirties or who we were at a different point in our life. And that's impossible. You want to, you have to own you for who you are right now in order to connect with this person that you're growing into be, you know, each and every day, you won't always look the same, right? but you'll at least have an ownership and a connection to that person wherever you're going in life. So what, what, what made you realize, like, did you realize that a lot of things that were controlling you emotionally were things that you couldn't control, were things externally, right? It was, it was all these things you were given permission to. And that's the thing. We don't spend enough time actually knowing who we are. We spend so much time accepting the version that other people want us to be. Yeah. 
Yes. And we try to fit into that mold. So just talk about that. Yeah. Well, we can break it down in several ways. Yeah. And, you know, people always want to hear about relationship type stuff. So yeah. I'll say that. Oh, I'm going to do the cooking. I'm going to do the cleaning. I, I, you know, I'm going to be the girlfriend without the girlfriend title. I'm going to be the wife without the wife title. And guess what? That person don't have to still want you. You can't buy anybody. They either want you or they don't want you. And if a person wants to be with you, there's nothing extra that you can do to make yourself more valuable to them. You actually devalue yourself the more things you try to do for somebody to buy them. You actually take away, you're priceless. So why are you breaking pieces of yourself off for someone who can't even put you back together? Like you're just going to end up broken. That's how we end up broken. That's That's one part of it. The other part of it is, you know, we get into situations where maybe we're working for a company and we think it looks good because they got good benefits or whatever. So I'm a fake the funk and I'm miserable 20 years down the road because I'm trying to hold on to benefits. I'm trying to hold on to 401k. I'm trying to, you know, but every day I'm going home and I'm like, I don't want to get up and have to drive in this traffic every morning to get to this job. I'm there. I'm miserable. I'm not doing above and beyond. I'm just doing enough. But that's a reflection of my whole life now. Every I'm giving pieces away to people. I'm doing not enough. And now my whole life has become not enough and just a little bit. So how do you put yourself? I mean, how, how, what fixes you? Nobody else can fix you externally. That's what people think, though. No, you got to start putting that. No, I hate it when people think healing is not somebody else's responsibility, Trent. It's mine. It's yours. It is your responsibility. It's a self-aid kit somewhere. I mean, a first aid kit somewhere that, that is attached to your life. And you are the only one that has the key to that, that, that kit. You do. You have to put your own bandages on. You have to put your own neosporin on. You have to do the work. No one can do that for you. No one. God is the ultimate healer. But guess what? He's not going to come down and tap you on the knee. I mean, he can if he wants to. But I'm just saying, your, your knee is healed. Just because, no, you have, God, where much is given, much is required, right? That's right. So just as much as God can do for you, you need to be doing for yourself. You Stop playing games. Tone. You set the tone for your life. You tell people how to treat you by how you treat yourself. There's no perfection that you can provide that will make a person love you, to make a person you know, do right by you, make a person be loyal to you, make a person change for you. And some of you listening to this right now, we all been in here, right? And I'm not just talking about relationships, I'm talking about all, all across the board. Some of you are losing yourself to please other people. And you look in the mirror, you're looking very unfamiliar because you are doing things that are not you to please them. And what's going to happen is once you stop doing those things that please them, or once they get bored with the things that that that, that please them, but guess what? That the attention that they're giving you, all those things are going to leave. And, you know, that self-responsibility of actually doing the work on yourself, actually showing it to yourself, actually proving it to yourself, because it's like we looked up a statistic today um, because I have a course coming out. A program is already done. The self-worth method. You guys will know a lot about that. But 95 percent of people suffer from low self-esteem. 95% of people suffer from low self-esteem, a.k.a. what you just said, feeling not enough. In order, you remember on tour? On tour, we had a question that we asked everybody. And we said, what's your definition of enough? Mm, yeah. And nobody knew. Yep. Nobody knew. People were just like, we didn't prepare for it. We wanted a real moment. And listen to this right now. I know you're doing this. Listen, like You listen to this right now. You're thinking about, okay, what is enough? What's your, what does enough mean to you? Because we're always saying we're not enough. We're not enough compared to what? What's your comparison? To the person online? To the person that you admire that you really don't know they're behind the scenes? To your past you, to the you that you, like what, what is your enough? And as long as you are not enough, right? As long as you're comparing your life to whatever it is in this world, you will never be enough. So you might say, like, for me, it was accepting that I will never be enough for this world. I will never be enough for everybody. I talked about a few episodes ago about not pleasing people. And that was part of it. I will never be enough for everybody. But I'll be enough for the people who need me, who want me to be the best version of myself. 
And so I know we go all over the place, man, but, but it's just, it's so important because I just feel like people don't take the time to really do the work to heal themselves because they're waiting on somebody to give them what they won't give themselves. They're waiting on somebody to save them. They're waiting on somebody to heal them. They're waiting on somebody to support them. They're waiting on somebody to love them. They're waiting on, they're waiting, waiting, waiting. They're going to die a skeleton that says, on the tombstone, I'm going to say, this person waited They whole life for somebody to show up and they didn't even show up at the, at the funeral. The same people they waiting to show up didn't even show up there. So like, what was it for you? Like, what was the moment in your life when you said, okay, enough was enough? What was the moment that you realized that nobody's coming to save me, that I got to do this for myself? And it's not about going on this journey alone, but if you want something to happen for your life, you got to make it happen for your life. If you want your dreams to come true, you got to believe in it first. People cry all the time, oh, nobody's supporting me, nobody's supporting me. You ain't even supporting yourself. Nobody believes in me. You don't, you don't even believe in yourself. The things that you give yourself become contagious to other people. So for you, like, what was that moment for you or moments that you were like, man, okay, I got to go do it because if I don't go do it, I'm going to die unhappy. I'm going to die miserable. I'm going to die wishing. I'm going to die being a watcher. What was the moment that you became a worker in your life? I became a worker when I realized what I thought was working for other people wasn't working for me. Mm. When I couldn't sex it away. I couldn't drink it away. I couldn't sleep it away. I couldn't work it away because I couldn't get a counselor to counsel me and get it away. Like you have to be honest with yourself and get down in there where it's ugly and it's dark, where you're like, okay, I'm gonna get out of this bed today and whatever I need to face with me is going to get done. Because at the end of the day, we have to learn that no, how no, even if we got people in our life that show us all the love in the world, right. it's still not going to make us happy. Right. You've been my friend for 10 years now. We've worked together for 10 years now. Am I a perfect human being sitting in front of you? No, I'm not. Because no matter how great you are, I won't be any greater than I allow myself to be. Ooh. Let's let that breathe. No matter how great you are, I will not be any greater than I allow myself to be. Continue. Yes. So why am I working so hard for other things and other people, but I can't put in that work for myself? Why am I miserable every day? Why do I have to cry myself to sleep at night? Why do I have to call someone every day to just tell them about why I'm unhappy just to hear them say, well, if you're unhappy, change it. Yeah. I got tired of the broken record. I got tired of putting that burden on the people that do love me. And I got tired of not taking responsibility. Like it is. Oh, I always thought, okay, well, I got to let pe make people think I'm doing X, Y, and Z. And as long as they think that I'm okay with it, because behind the scenes, they don't really know what's going on. That is a death trap to your life. That is a progression killer. And I'm telling you, it is one of the worst places to be in because one day, they're going to see that all that did not pay off. They're going to see that all those little white lies, it was nothing changed. Nothing changed for you. I want real change. I want to be better. And part of that was just saying, you know what? Instead of me pretending to look the part, no matter how I am today, no matter how broken I am, no matter how tired I am, no matter how old I am, no matter what skills I think I had or what I need to improve in my life, no matter how I look my weight, I got some gray hairs, whatever it is, I'm okay with that because I know that this is just the starting point. Mm. And I have a whole destination that I'm trying to get to. So the journey might be up and down. The journey might be flat sometimes, but I tell you what, I'd rather tiptoe, crawl, scratch, scream, cry, and beg my way there. But I guarantee you, I'm going to get there because I'm not depending on anybody else anymore. I'm the fuel. I'm the fire. I'm the motivation. You can tell me whatever you want to about me. Guess what? Cool. That might be true. But you know what else is true? I don't care. You don't matter. I matter. I do. There's people that are going to call you cold-hearted, though. That's okay. For, for thinking like that. There's people that's going to call you cold-hearted because we live in a society. And again, it's a very fine line in this society where it's almost like the I don't care mentality. Oh, you're cold-hearted. 
I said something a long time ago. Because somebody called me cold hearted. You know how I responded? Mm. Hey, I'd rather be you cold hearted than broken hearted. <laughs> Period. If you want to call me cold hearted for respecting myself, for setting boundaries, for no longer tolerating disrespect, because like you said, at the end of the day, nobody's going to look out for you like you. Nobody's going to change you but you at the end of the day. And so, so many people, they have kept themselves in environments that's been toxic, kept themselves in situations that's been toxic because they're so afraid, so afraid of what comes next. That's why people don't move. I've talked about that. When it comes to moving on, people don't move on, not because they don't want to move on, they don't move on because the fear of un the unknown is greater than the fear of known. There's people right now listening to this podcast that are choosing a known pain in their life. And they're going to stay there because they're comfortable in it, even though it's crazy. But it all hurts. It all hurts. Choose your heart. Choose your hurt. I would rather choose a hurt. I would. You said the path, right? The journey might be ugly, but the path is beautiful. Right. I would rather choose a a a path that if both paths are going to hurt, I would rather choose a path that's going to hurt. But I know it's going to provide some healing at some point. It's going to provide some strength at some point. It's going to lead my life to a more beautiful place at some point. Then I would stay on a journey that I know is going to lead me to hell. That I know is going to lead me in a place of depression for the rest of my life. So you have to choose because this is the thing. This is the thing, B. A lot of people would rather stay in comfort that produces an uncomfortable life than to live in uncomfort for a little bit that produces a more comfortable life. So many people are afraid to be uncomfortable. So many people are. So they would choose something that somebody told me the other day. We talked about this. They were like, I'll rather a little bit than nothing. I'd rather a little bit from this person. I'd rather a little bit of loyalty than I have no loyalty from them at all. I'd rather a little bit of attention than I have no attention at all. But that little bit is providing a lot of bit of pain in your life. A lot of bit of when you look in the mirror, you don't even recognize you, who you are because you're sitting there now accepting less, less, less. And now you, you don't even realize what you're capable of. And now you accept the version that they want you to be. And you don't even know who you are no more. Speak on that. I know you got something to say. <laughs> I'm going to say this too. You're either going to pay now or you're going to pay later. Ooh. And it's up to you with what you're going to pay for. You're going to pay with your life ultimately. So are you going to pay with a good life or a miserable life? It's up to you. You want to wake up in misery every day? Go ahead. No one is, is holding you to anything. We put too much emphasis on other people. We want to blame other people for our life. We want to blame situations and circumstances for our life. Well, guess what? I got, I got some. I got some stories for you. You know what I'm saying? They started from when I was a really young girl. And a lot of you out there can feel my pain. But you know what? I didn't turn into a monster in my life. But I think when we are good-hearted people, we think that everybody is our responsibility and our assignment. We're supposed to save them while we, we're over here drowning. Everybody is not our assignment, but I can tell you who is our assignment first and foremost and always ourselves. Speak. You speak. already know when you step on a plane, yeah. what is the first thing they tell you? Yeah, you put that oxygen mask on yourself. If, if I'm not giving life and oxygen to me, how can I give life and oxygen to other people? People might say, oh, I'm this good person. I do everything for everybody. Okay. A lot of people do a lot of things for people. It doesn't mean that you accept mistreated. You have to be more afraid to stay than you are to leave a situation. And I'm not just talking about an abusive situation. You have to be more afraid. You know, stop. It's okay to move when you're scared. When you jumped out of a plane for the first time, I know you wasn't like, oh, this is going to be the most amazing experience. There's a level, even if it was right before you jumped out of that plane. Am I making the right decision? You know what's so powerful? When you think, when you make logical explanations, how logically, like in this world, we do so many things that we will move through fear every single time because the destination is important enough. How many times have we driven through some crazy weather, some snowstorms in Texas? We got tornadoes, bad weather, but you got to be at a destination, right? Whatever that destination, maybe it's your, a party, maybe it's your job, maybe it's 
going back home, you don't stop and say, oh my gosh, it, there, there's, there's traffic. Oh my gosh, there's a wreck. Oh my gosh, like a deer just ran across my, my, my car and I'm going to stop driving. No, you might feel that moment, but you keep going because the destination is important enough. And I hate to tell people this, but you know, we got to be straight up. We know we got to be straight up. And I, I love every single one of you. It's from a place of love. But your healing, but the love for yourself, your growth, your change, it hasn't become that important enough to you. It hasn't become. Because when the pain of leaving, right? Actually, when the pain of staying outweighs the pain of leaving, you will move on every single time in your life. But that best you, that greatest you, hasn't became that important enough to you. And if you got kids in your life, that's disrespect. Because guess what? They need you to be the greatest you. If you're a leader, which you are, because somebody somewhere at some time is watching what you do, it is disrespect to your creator to not find the greatest version of you. But when that becomes big enough, when that becomes big enough, when the greatest you becomes big enough, when your healing becomes big enough, when your change becomes big enough, when your mission, when your purpose becomes big enough, the fear, the opinions, the doubt, the judgment will never be strong enough, ever. Because that damn magnet is so strong, you move through it. Right? I forgot what rappers say on Lil Wayne. He said, I walk through flames and they start multiplying. Woo! Right? He walked through it. And that's the way I feel. Don't you think I feel heat every single day from certain things? But you know what? I don't even feel it no more because I'm so focused on my mission. I'm so focused on the bigger picture. I don't have time for the small things. I don't got time for the small distractions because a lot of us, again, and some of y'all might be y'all's feelings. I hope that you are. Take it personal. Take it personal. A lot of y'all really, it hasn't become that important enough to you. You might say it has, but if you think about your life, think about all the things that are really important to you and what you go through to get it. Some of us, our addictions are that important to us and we go through anything to fill that void. Our job is that important to us when they just going to replace us once we, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, and we will go through anything to make sure we show up at that job. For some of us, it's all these people because you have a great heart that are that important to you. You're losing sleep, you're doing everything, and there's no reciprocation, but you still do it because that's important to you. When you going to be important to you? When you going to be important to you, you know? You feel that? Yeah, no, I feel that because I wasn't for a long time. For a lot of years, I wasn't important to me because I thought if I got the relationship, I would be whole. I thought if my kids graduated and went to college and didn't have any more behavioral problems or whatever, I was going to be whole. It's not how life works. You have to define what your meanings for everything is. You have to define what your life is going to be. You have to create it. Literally. Mm. I wasn't necessarily the happiest person when I woke up this morning. Maybe I didn't even want to get out of bed. But I knew if I didn't get out of bed, that what the alternative was, and I refused to go back. Hell yeah. <laughs> I will never Thank be in that God. pit again. I will. That's, that's one Area, I will say I will never have to dig my life out of again. And I can say that with all confidence because I'd be danged if I ever allow myself to be in a place where I can't even get out of bed because of something outside of me. Ooh, my gosh. I'm not dying my to gosh. other people. Now, Jesus died for me. And he asked for me to die to myself. He didn't ask me to die for you. Yeah. No. I'm going to be my savior and I'm not going back. There are certain things I won't go back to. You say, give me the scissors. I'll cut it off right now. Like, no, I'm not doing that. We're not going down this road again. I am. And, and, and the thing is, stop being so concerned with people not being in your life. Yeah. Speak to that. Speak to that. Because the right people are going to meet you where you're at. And be people that, that encourage, inspire, are there for you, take you somewhere. And sometimes that's not even a familiar person. You need new people, new experiences to grow in life. Sometimes I feel like people have that victim mindset to where, and, and I believe it comes from because they've never seen anything outside their environment, but they've never been open to either. Yeah. So if you're not open to stepping outside of your comfort zone, you're not open to being real with yourself. How are you ever going to be real with anybody else? And how are you ever going to get somewhere in life? No, you're going to be the same person screaming and crying and moaning and groaning every day that your life is not successful, that you're not going anywhere, that you're stuck, you're depressed, you're sad and everything else. And every excuse is going to seem legit to you. 
when really all it is is that you don't want it bad enough, you're scared, and most of all, you're worried what other people are going to think about you when you start doing this, and you're worried about the people that you're going to lose. But what about the things you're going to gain? The people you're going to gain. In order for things to be born, some things must die. I mean. Things must die inside of us. They heard that podcast episode from the funeral. There's things inside of you that must die in order for other things in your life to live. And that's the way that this world works. Because as long as you're holding on to the things that you're keeping alive that don't need to be alive in you no more, those other things you will never give life to because you'll never go down that path. Like as long as I... I leave a door open. You know, we talk about this in The Greatest You. We talk about in the rehab process, you know, burning bridges, release. As long as I'm keeping bridges in my life, we give ourselves too much damn credit to think that we have so much damn self-control. As long as I have bridges in my life that need to be burned, but I don't burn them, those bridges are no exactly, exactly my voids, exactly my weaknesses. Those bridges know exactly how to how to fuel my temptation. So I'm going to walk across that bridge every single time in the right moment, at the lowest moment, I'm going to walk across that bridge. So I got to burn it. Because if it's not there, it's only one thing I can do. Build a better bridge to move forward. Some of you are keeping things and doors in your life open. Some of you are keeping, as I said before, you're giving CPR to dead situations. Some things in your life need to be dead. And I'm not talking about physically, don't go kill nobody, but some things emotionally in your life need to be dead. It cannot be an option. Some things cannot be an option for you no more. So it was a time in my life where I would go out, I would do all these things. It couldn't be an option, nothing against that. You know, you might find me turning up every blue moon, right? Every once every 10 years now, even if I get sleepy at nine o'clock, I'm ready to go home and go to sleep. You know, it's changed now. But I knew at that time in my life, if I wanted to become the best version of myself, I couldn't keep doing that. Because I know where that was going to lead me to. So I had to be able to burn that, release that, and cut that off completely. I had to burn the boats and say, I'm on this island now of change. This island sucks right now. This island is unfamiliar. This island is scary. People are judging me. People bringing up my past. People from the other island of my past say, hey, we see you changing, but don't, don't forget a few, a few years ago what you was doing. You know, because people try to change into your past all the time. But I say, you know what? I gotta burn those boats. And as I continue to construct my island, my island of growth, get around the right people, right? Uh, construct the right habits in my life, give myself forgiveness. The, that noise of other people, it's like I put on headphones. I couldn't hear the hate. I couldn't hear the opinions and judgments because I was so infatuated of who I was becoming. I didn't give thought about going back to who I used to be. But now the criticism is just motivation. Exactly. It's engagement. Yeah. I feel free hate on it. Leave your hate. It's engagement. And again, that's not, and we're about to go into a whole other direction. That's not hate. Because so many people are afraid of haters, right? And I don't want to, I've talked about this a million times, but it's not hate. If somebody's engaging with what you do, first of all, everybody is, 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 uh, can give their opinion, can give their criticism. They did it to Jesus. Who are we not to think, right? We live in a free world. You're welcome. If, if I'm going to put something out there, you have the, the right to be able to criticize what I do. But I just want people to understand, at the end of the day, I'm never going to give you the response that you want. If it ain't for you, it ain't for you. I always tell people, if I ain't your cup of coffee, get you a cup of tea. I ain't changing who I am. You got a choice. Either you can deal with it or not deal with it. But one thing is for sure, Trent Simmons Shelton ain't changing for you. I done did that way too many times where I changed for people. I done did things for people. I done done a lot for people, right, that are now... Man, I'm about to go in. That that now, you know, might feel a certain type of way for me. I didn't put people on. I didn't give people money. I didn't do all these things. I didn't change for people. I didn't, I didn't, and you know you've been there. But at the same time, it was still never enough for them. So I made up in my mind a long time ago. I'm not, I'm not sitting here changing anything for anybody. Who I am is who I am. And that's not an excuse to be an asshole. I just cussed the first time on Straight Up Podcast. Maybe I can bleep that out. That's not an excuse to be that. But it's an excuse to say, you know what? I'm going to own who I am because I'm tired. It's exhausting trying to be somebody else for other people. It's exhausting. The reason why some of you are tired, why some of you are burnt out, because you ain't being you. Some of you trying too hard to be something else when God created you to be you. And I've, I've made a pact with God to say, I'm going to be me. 
If people don't like me talking like this, go listen to another podcast. If people don't like how I make my videos, go watch somebody else's. You ain't gotta, you, you don't have to subscribe to me. Unsubscribe. If people don't like when you talk like this, because then they know they can't get to you. They call you stuck up. They call you, oh, look at him. He think he this or that. Nah, I'm who I am. And I'm gonna be who I am. Because I know who, who, who I, who, who, man, I know who's in me that's greater than any opinion in the world. And I know whose I am. And at the end of the day, that, that's who I'm living. My head is pointing up, by the way. Y'all can't see me. But that's who I'm living to please. Right? With my faith walk, that's my maker, my creator. That's who I have the final say so in my life. Not the people. I tweeted this. We talked about it yesterday. I'm going to give it to you. I tweeted this. I said, man, you know what's crazy? I said, stop allowing people who didn't create you change you. They ain't God. And that's facts. Some of us and I've been guilty of it too. We allow people that didn't create us to change us. You let them play God's role in your life. What you got to say, man? I got a few things that's turning up. <laughs> I know. I see you. So I'm glad that you can see that. Walking someone else's path leads to someone else's purpose. And you cannot fulfill their purpose. Oh. Okay. That's what you were saying. Like Absolutely. you have your own path in life, your own path. It's not going to look like everybody else's and that's okay. Eventually everything will line up for you. Even if you're by yourself, sometimes just keep walking your path, stay in your lane because the worst thing we can do is be in someone else's lane. It goes nowhere. There is a dead end. Right. Second thing is <laughs> when God closes a door, he opens a window. It don't always look the same, right? Okay, so a lot of times we keep people in our life because, as you said, they give us a little. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We're holding on to a little. And, it, and they might not even be bad because a lot of times when people hurt us, it's not even intentional. It's right. just they're toxic. They're they, they're just at a place in their life where they can't be healthy for us. Sometimes I don't even like to call people toxic, but they're at a place in their life. They're not healthy for us. We're not in the same season. Your season over here. I can't help you. I need someone who can season me. You know what I'm saying? I can't help you right now. Okay. I need some seasoning. All right. Lowry's. Lowry's. I'm telling you. So <laughs> we're holding on to a few good moments. When God has something so great, so great, but we'll accept this, a little sprinkle when Sorry, we deserve babe. a splash, you, you know, <laughs> you listen, <laughs> I don't care how much it hurts. I want great. Yeah. I don't want regret. I want great. I don't want leftovers. I want nothing left. You feel me? I can't do this with nobody. Yeah. I've always told you, if it's in my heart, I will move on it. If it's not too bad. And you've seen it. Absolutely. People who I loved and Trent, you know that I love hard. I love bigger than myself. Sometimes loyalty. I am the definition. Yeah. But certain people and certain things are not good for me. Or they might be good for me, but they're not great for me. Yeah. It's too much of a temptation for me to go back and forth with someone about how unhappy their life is. And now I'm complaining about things in my life that I didn't even have a complaint about until I picked up the phone and answered your call. Okay. I can't answer your call no more. Now, that's one thing to be there for the people that you love. It's one thing to be there. You're their 2 a.m. person. It's a whole nother thing when it becomes a broken record. They don't really want your advice. They just want to complain. And your complaints is pulling me down. Now, my energy is drained and I had some things to do today. And now I don't feel like doing them. Because now you got me in a way that all I want to do is get in my bed and turn on Netflix and watch a comedy show. Because I'm trying to get happy again because you made me the saddest person on earth. And I wasn't even depressed. Man, I can't handle your energy. I can't. If you're not giving me good vibes, I can't do it. And you and what's hard is when you care for someone, 
then you have to shut that door because I live by that. I love, obviously people know that. I love helping people with their problems until your problem becomes my problem. When you you put your problems on me, then I had nothing to do with Because now, now you're paying for it with your life. Exactly. And now you're not respecting my time. You're not respecting my mental health. You're not respecting any of that. And I tell people all the time, like, you already know. I tell y'all straight up podcasts. You listen to this. You already know how this is. Stop complaining about things you aren't willing to change. If, if, if I give you advice to change something, you don't do it. I'm sorry. I'm not quitting on you. It's not quitting on you. People think that's what it is. Oh, you quit on me. I hate that. You quit on me. You gave up on me. No. I'm not going to sit here and drown because you don't want to help save yourself. You can't. Nobody can save you if you don't want to be saved. When I was drowning in that water a few years ago, that person that came in that water couldn't have saved me if I wasn't fighting for my life. If I would have sunk down, he would have sunk down right with me. And that's the difference. And we talked about this on the podcast episode about enabling people. But I'm not going to sit here and lose myself to save you because people don't want to hear this, but it's true. It's a lot harder to bring people up. A lot harder. Because guess what? Most of those people will bring you down. And it's a hard place to be at. But if you don't want to help yourself, I didn't say helping yourself. If you don't want to help yourself, if you don't want to change, right? A lot of people are, are, they talk about change, but they don't have the same energy when it comes to actually making the change. They preach about change. They post on social media about change, post all these quotes. I be seeing people post my quotes all the time. I'll be looking back saying, you ain't about that life. I tell you all the time, don't buy no t-shirts for rehab time if you ain't going to try to live it. I just say you got to be there, but you ain't going to try to because people want to be comfortable in their complaints. They want somebody to feel sorry for them because people have given them entitlement their whole life. They got their significance from people feeling sorry for them, from listening to them. You are a grown adult. You are a grown adult now. If you're 20 plus listen to this episode, 18, 17, get it early. You're a grown adult. You got to do something for your life because at some point, people are going to get tired of hearing you complain about things you don't want to change with your life. You're choosing to accept it. But Trent, you don't understand. You don't understand. I might not understand your situation, but I do understand if you don't change it, you will continue to complain about the same things over and over and leave a miserable, live a miserable life that will lead to a miserable death. And this is a real episode right now. I know people right now are like, some people probably left. They, they, they left that And that's okay because you know what? They're not ready. They're not ready. But somebody is. And they on here right now. You can cook a meal for me and it'd be the healthiest meal in the world. You can't swallow it for me. You can't oh. chew it for me. We can go work out and you can give me a whole routine and you can try to walk me through it. But I have to pick up those, those weights. I'm the one that has to step on that treadmill. These are just analogies, but that's real life. That's real life. That applies to anything in your life. You're not willing to change if you're not willing to change. You're not willing to put into action. You're not willing to put into work. Okay, so maybe someone says, okay, well, I, I can't get out of bed in the morning because, you know, this, that, and the third. Why can't you? If you have breath in your lungs and you can move your feet, you can get out of that bed. Take yourself, fix yourself up. Stop running around here looking like, I mean, we're not, I'm not trying to judge nobody by how they look. Right. But if you're unhappy with the way you look, do something about it. That's right. You want somebody to take you on a date? Take yourself on a date. Hello. Put those heels on. Hello. I'm saying, stop. Man, look, y'all don't want this today. You really don't because you're okay listening to this podcast and then going to do whatever you want to do. It's probably very few of you who are going to hear this. and Y'all be like excited in the morning. But like, yeah, oh, they being real. They talking all this knowledge. But then you know what? You're going to go to that same job tomorrow with the same complaints the next day. You're going to call your homegirl or homeboy when you get off work and tell them how crappy your day was and how you wish you could do something and you're still not going to do it. And someone could give you all the tools in the world. Someone could finance it. Someone could give you every step. But you're the one that still has to do it. A lot of y'all won't do it. You don't want to do it. It's too hard. It's too easy to just sit there and do nothing. It's too hard to do something. But the nothing that you're doing leads to nothing later on. So what's it going to be? We, 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 hey, hey, I think we're going to wrap this podcast up because uh, <laughs> it, 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 it's just too much right now. It's such the, the best way ever. And I know, I believe it's one of the best episodes ever. I, I really do. Maybe the best episode right now. And if you're still rocking with us with 49 minutes, you got to this, like, 
Make sure that you share. Well, dang, it's don't. been 49 minutes? Yeah, it's been 49 minutes. Don't, don't, actually don't, do what you want to do. Hit me up in my inbox, right? Because some of us, we share, we share, we share, like Brenda just said, then we, then we do nothing. You know, it's like this, and I'll, and I'll say my final thoughts, and I'm going to give it to you as we close. I have so many people that hit me up. This is kind of on a different subject professionally. Say, man, I want to do what you do. I want to, I want to be where you're at. You know, and they see it from the outside. They don't know what we deal with behind the scenes. They don't know how much grind it takes, how much work it takes, the things that we went through. We were just talking about, you know, being on tour and being tired and having to eat at 2 a.m. in the morning and doing this and doing that and having to, you know, all this stuff that people don't see. But they just see, you know, the outside stuff, which I understand. But when I tell them, okay, well, go put on your own event. Go rent out a library. Nobody's booking you to speak. Go rent out a library. But nobody had come. But this, but that. They think of every reason to justify why they can't go get a free library room that I did. Who cares if one person comes? Two people. Who cares if nobody comes? You took the initiative to say, I'm going to start something. A lot of people, they don't have faith. People, people think faith is seeing it. They need tangible things. They need the video to, to go viral first, right? Even though it's kind of backwards. They, they need somebody to, to give them something first. They don't want to fail first. They don't want to look stupid first. We're trying something new right now, reinvention, and they'll see it soon. But we did it. And who knows how it goes, but I have faith that this is a part of the process. Faith is when you feel a conviction in your spirit. And no matter if the door exists or not, you're moving forward. No matter if the road exists or not, you're taking the journey. That's faith. And so when I tell people to put in the work by doing these things, go stay on the street corner, bro. I guarantee you get some ears there. Are you a rapper? Go stay on the street corner and rap. You want people to be your audience? All you got to have is one ear or two ears. Some people might not can hear, you know, all you got to do is, is be present. It doesn't matter. People is your audience. Go do it. Uh, I, I don't want to do that. You're too damn cool. You're too cool. And that's the world that we live in. We live in this world where nobody wants to try. Everybody wants to be cool, but you want what I got. You ain't see the 10 years, the 12 years. You ain't see the hard times, the grind, the struggle of going to Austin and going in a club and a bar to rent out, right, just to speak to people. I didn't care where it was. Could have been a strip club for all I care. I must preach my message. You can judge me all you want, but the message is going to be the message. I didn't care I was willing to go anywhere to give my message to the world. And I'm not saying I'm Jesus, but if you follow the walk of Jesus, that's what Jesus did. Jesus walked and gave his message anywhere. He didn't say, oh, no, nah, like, this ain't right. Like, hey, the stage ain't right. They got the right lights. No, nah, I ain't going up in there. Uh, no, nah, the audience ain't right. I, I, I ain't giving my message. And that's the problem. And I'm not just talking about being a speaker. I'm talking about in general. Some of y'all got all these dreams, but you don't want to put in the work. You want the stage, but you don't want to make the sacrifice. You want the platform, but you don't want to pay the price. And that's in every area of your life, holistically. So as I shut up and I give this to you, I just want to say this for the last words. Right now, the self-worth method is available. And I'm just going to plug that really quick. A shameless plug. But listen, this is everything that you need. You follow me because of this. You support this podcast because of this. If you're struggling internally with your worth, which most people do, 95% of the people do, they don't know who they are, they don't know their worth, they have low self-esteem, this course is the cure for that. It is nothing like it. Nothing like it in the world. That's all I'm going to say. Um, first of all, thank you for having me on the podcast. I appreciate you. And uh, the love is long. I, I mean, people don't understand. You went from your mother's bedroom, a bedroom in your mother's house yeah. with your phone, not knowing what the heck was going to happen, making these videos and just Conference trying calls. to help people. Conference calls, having people that if I said their name, they would know on these conference calls, giving platforms. But that's not the story. To being worldwide. Yeah. You went from that to being worldwide. Because of your heart and because you're raw and because you're humble and you do this because you want to teach people. You don't just want to talk to talk at people. Yeah. You want to actually transform people. Facts. And so that's something that I think people need to understand that if they look at you and they see where you're at now and they feel like, well, he can't relate. 
but you can. I've seen you cry. Yep. I've seen you lose your shit. Yep. I've seen you in all seasons and all moods. Yep. You're a human being. You have struggles. You have demons. You have all those things. That's right. But your purpose and your passion in life is to help people overcome those same things and to be their greatest you, to be their best. And what I want to close out with and just let people know is that life is like a river. Sometimes it'll be rocks, sometimes rapids, but it's always moving forward. And in the spots where it doesn't move forward, it stagnates, right? So I want people to understand that the the progression in life will never be easy. I'm sorry, but when people say tomorrow will be better, it might not. But you can be better, even if it can't. And so I just want you to win. Maybe Trent wants you to win more than you want yourself to win. But we want you to win. So if you're afraid of anything in life, don't be afraid to fail. Because failure is not really failure as long as you're failing forward. And that's all we want you to do is to continue to move forward. Even if it's one step at a time, progress is still progress. And the little moments add up to big moments in your life. So make a big decision today to do that, to not stand still anymore. And we're here. He's here every day. Social media. He does it by himself. He gets he, he actually connects with you guys through the text community, through the videos. And he's got a lot more new things coming out to do just that and just go deeper with that. And so I just want you to, if you can't even put your faith in anything right now, just put your whole energy into just one step at a time, one day at a time, one minute at a time, and one hour at a time. And I promise you, you'll get there. There you have it. <laughs> this is, they're going to request a part two. I know. <laughs> I know request a part two. Uh, make sure you, Brenda actually runs the at rehab time, Instagram page, Facebook page. She does so many things. Uh, so make sure y'all show her love. I would say your Instagram, but you know, your well, Instagram, what, but, Instagram got COVID today, but it's yeah. at Brenda J. Yeah, Cardenas. <laughs> yeah. Instagram. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. So yeah, I appreciate you, man. And, um, yeah, I know this is a lot to digest 57 minutes of straight fire and being straight up, but that's what this podcast is all about. Share it with somebody that might need to hear it. It might not be for you. It might be for you. It might be with somebody that you know. Remember, every time you share it, you're a hero in somebody's life. I can't, I can't even count how many times people say, Trent, I had no idea who you were, but somebody that I didn't even really know I was friends with shared a message that I resonated with. And I'm grateful for that person. So be that person. But like we always tell you, it all starts with you. It's rehab time. Let's get it straight up. Straight Up is hosted and recorded by me, Trent Shelton. The episodes are produced by Chelsea Harfouche and mixed and edited by Andrew Weller. Cameron Berkman is our executive producer. Straight Up with Trent Shelton is a production of The Hollis Company. Hey, I want to make sure you got my phone number. Like, for real, for real. No kidding. Did you even know that I have a community text number? And if you don't, where have you been? So go ahead, take out your pen and paper, take out your phone, and write this number down. My phone number is 817-242-2719. Yep, I'm repeating for you. 817-242-2719. People always ask, Trent, how did you get that community text number? And how does it work? Well, today's your lucky day. Go to community.com and go get your own. Community makes it easy to get a phone number that you can use to build your audience using texting. People just text you at the number, they're added to the group, and then you can text them out audios, video links, anything you want. Like you already know, I text out podcast links, random things about life, I text out surprises, all the things that I don't post anywhere else except my rehabber text community. Texting gets me out of the noise of social media and directly to you. And guess what? Now you can start texting your people too. Just go to community.com to get your number. They'll give you a 10-digit real phone number. Not those weird short codes that look like spam, but it's more than just a number, y'all. Your new number comes with an inbox for SMS texting. 
This means you can actually manage your text links from your community and an app on your phone. You can schedule texts at certain times to certain groups. It even comes with auto replies, so many things. Just go to community.com and ask for a free demo. They'll show you how it works and get you your phone number. It's time to start texting your audience versus just posting on social media. Everyone uses community for just that. So go to check them out at community.com. That's community.com. Let's get it. Hey, you, I got a question for you. Are you trying to build your community online this year? If not, you should. Without the rehabbers across the world, there will be no trend show in the rehab time. Everyone in business is talking about the power of community because when you get community right, not only does your audience grow faster, but so does your sales. But where is everyone managing their communities these days? A lot of online entrepreneurs and thought leaders are turning to Circle.so. Circle is an all-in-one community platform. It lets you host content, create discussions, live streams, group chats, memberships, all under your own brand. And what's cool about Circle.so is that you don't even need a website or a Facebook group. Instead, Circle lets you build your own community site where you can host content and manage your members. You can even create locked or unlocked content spaces, groups, and classes. You can put your content behind a paywall too, and you can charge different amounts of money for different spaces on your community site. Circle.so is famously easy to use, and it has its 14-day trial free just for you. Go to circle.so. Imagine being able to manage your community, start chat groups and live classes, accept payments, all in one place. If this is the year to capture organize and monetize your community, head over to circle.so. You can get a free trial and start building your online community right now. Just go to circle.so. Let's get it.